Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most emotionally and literally naked <laughs> recap podcast of The Bachelorette ever. You're going to give people the wrong idea about this podcast. And today we're going to talk about all the nudity that was on Tasha's week eight episode. What right. the fuck? The theme of this week is nude dudes. Nude dudes. Um, oh, but before we begin, um, I'm sure our our listeners are wondering, and I know you've told me already, but I think they deserve to know, how was your Thanksgiving dinner? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. It was so good. It looked like, really good. Way better than I expected it to be. I, I mean, not that I had super low expectations, but I basically had no expectations. This was a place I had never heard of, never gone to, didn't really know anything about. I was just like, you know, let's go with it. Um, the traditional Thanksgiving stuff was all amazing. Uh, the Polish specific stuff was very, very good. The soup was exceptional. The little Polish sausage they gave us was great. Uh, the, but within the realm of like actual Thanksgiving things, the stuffing, or I guess it was dressing, whatever, because it probably wasn't up a bird's butt. Uh, it, it was the best I've ever had, like full stop. Never had better. So, wow. so good. Um, so that was great. And the other thing I was concerned about was I was like, this comes with like three desserts per person. And I'm betting they're yeah. like little mini desserts. Oh, no, no, no. Full size pieces of pie. Serious business. So, wow. Yeah, it was great. Would highly recommend. Go find yourself a local Polish restaurant to get Thanksgiving from. There you go. Pro tip. Uh, we made all of our food and we still have a little bit of leftover remnants hanging around. Although they're at the point where we're like, we should throw these out. Like we have one corn muffin with <laughs> like some cranberry sauce, but we ate like everything else. Like everything else is gone. Uh, I made two and a half pounds of mashed potatoes and we finished them quickly. And that's, uh, I feel okay about that. I feel okay about that. And we, um, one of the days I took the mashed potatoes and I like, I mixed them with this, like, I didn't use a real egg. I use like fake egg cause I'm a weirdo, but I mm -hmm. mixed it with that. And then I fried them and made like these like hash brown patties. Ooh, that sounds really good. good. It was really good. They were like garlicky red mashed potato hash brown patties. See, now I'm really hungry. We were just talking before we started recording. We just talk, we're talking about Chinese food and I'm like so freaking hungry and I just don't know if Chinese food's going to be awaiting me after this recording. It's a mystery. So, I mean, I kind of hope it is, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, it's just going to magically appear at our door. Anyway, okay, so this is kind of the week that we've been waiting for, at least the week that I've been waiting for, because JoJo is here and she's the host now. Yeah, which this part was weird. Like The way that weird. they queued it up? Yeah, they queued it up in a weird way. And then after reading all this stuff about how Chris Harrison was pissed off, because of, you know, X, Y, and Z, and oh no, they're replacing me for a whole, you know, couple episodes or whatever. And then it was a big nothing. Yeah, she was it's like just, barely there. Yeah, and if yeah. anything, because I, I wonder if in the editing process they got cold feet about featuring her too much because Harrison was so mad. But I feel like this had the opposite effect where 
I kind of said to myself, you know, Chris Harrison, pretty disposable, pretty disposable. <laughs> is the show any, I mean, but, but like by design, right? Like he comes in and, and he'll, you know, stir the shit pot or pretend to be a shoulder to cry on every once in a while. But by and large, the show is run through like, like all the plot points are, are moved forward by like notes that are written right. and then read out loud. Harrison, he doesn't host anything. He doesn't do anything. So right. is he, he has drinks with Ed. Yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> but if you describe and has people like, write on, or he writes on people's butts or whatever. Yeah. At yeah. this point, he's barely a mascot as far as his role goes. <laughs> oh no. And it's not that I don't like Chris Harrison. I just like, more so than ever, I'm like, what? What does he do? What is? What is his? Like, what does he add to the show exactly? And I don't know yeah. if the answer is very much at this point. I honestly, you know what I would love to see. The, here's how. I mean, I don't. I know he's divorced. Mm-hmm. Is he with? Is he seeing anybody right now? I don't know. Maybe he should be the bachelor. This is what I'm saying. Here's here's how I think Chris Harrison could end his career on The Bachelor, and then pass it off to a new host for like a fresh take is let's have him be the bachelor Yes, for a final season. And then he could come on and kind of do the Wells thing and be like a special guest every once in a while. But come on, he's got enough money, right? Oh yeah. He's got to be loaded. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't have all the money. So like that's, that's my suggestion. Chris Harrison, I know you're a big fan of our show and you listen to it every week. Sorry, so, I just said that you're useless and, ba- and barely a mascot. Yeah, I didn't say that um, for the record. I loved your shirt line. <laughs> <laughs> remember when he did those shirts? It was like a lot of paisley, very like colorful. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Like he did some, that dress shirt yeah, line. Tommy Bahama dress shirts from Chris Harrison. That's what we all need. I still have so many book reviews to get there. Like I still have to repick up Bachelor Nation. My life has been so hectic. I can't even believe. Like I thought my life was going to slow down significantly during the pandemic, and it did the opposite. And Same that's with fine. me. I'm it's like, whatever. Oh, like pandemic. I've got projects I can do. Nope, that's a bad idea, Steve. I feel very lucky, and I'm not complaining. I'm very tired all the time, but <laughs> but you know, I feel lucky that people care about me and. Uh, want me to do things so much that I'm so busy, but I really want to get back to reading Bachelor Nation types of books, including Bachelor Nation and including Chris Harrison's book, because I really want to know what Chris Harrison's book is like. Yeah, I, I would be I interested mean, to read that. But I mean, he's got my point is he did a shirt line. He he wrote a book, um, at least one. Did he write two? I don't remember. I feel like he wrote two, but maybe I'm making that up. But he's got things he can fall back on. Mm. So I think he really needs to do something else. Yeah. At this point. I think it's but, time. But then again, I mean, if you're in his position, you don't really have to do anything. I bet he makes loads of money and his commitment is minimal at best. When he's shooting, He like how much Chris Harrison time goes into production? Very little, I would imagine. And then he just gets to travel to exotic locations and hang out. Sounds great. I would take that job in a heartbeat. Yeah, I wouldn't say no to it, but. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't it, know. It, I feel it, like get get to 20 years mm-hmm. and then end it. Yeah. Like in the and grand scheme there. of things, when you think about like essential hosts of television shows, I, I don't put Chris Harrison in that category. Like I'm sorry, it, it just doesn't. 
who it doesn't work do for you me. put in that category? Oh, uh, one of the greats who just left us, uh, left this mortal coil, uh, Alex Trebek. I, I cannot. Yeah, I mean, you can't have Jeopardy without Alex Trebek. Uh, and I think in the realm of reality TV specifically, I think one, the idea of a reality TV show host is they're almost extinct at this point, right? Because that's like a very early 2000s first wave reality show thing where you have to have a host to tie everything together. Like so, a Ryan Seacrest? Like a Ryan Seacrest, uh, who I also think is mostly useless. Um, so, I know. Justice for Dunkelman. <laughs> Justice for Dunkelman. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, at this point, there aren't a lot of people that I would say are indispensable. And... On top of that, it's the the model of show that that utilizes a host in that capacity that's almost as extinct as well. So sorry, Chris Harrison. And then you got guys like Nick Cannon who just hosts a bunch of random game shows, and you're just like, I don't know how you continue to get work, but here you are. <laughs> well, how do you feel about Tom Bergeron? Bergeron is just like an old guy, and I, I think he was perfect in his role on Dancing with the Stars simply because. He is an old person that old people like on a show for old people. So it was like, it could not be any better. And now like Tyra Banks stepping into that row, you know, it's like, nah, not, not the correct fit. Um, yeah. I was really surprised that they switched to Tyra Banks. Like not, nothing again. Well, I mean, well, I've got things against Tyra, but that's not relevant to this conversation. Um, but I, yeah, I was like, that's kind of a weird choice. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a fun oh, reality show too because let's have uh, Louie Anderson come back and do oh, some. Bring hosting. back Louie. Louie Anderson is one of the best hosts, I think, ever. Yeah. Of and anything. I, I don't care if he does loads of cocaine and solicits prostitutes. That's cool. Keep going, Louie. Keep going. Speaking of Dancing I, with the Stars, you telling me that like old ass Italian guy on Dancing with the Stars, you know who I'm talking about? No. He's like one of the judges. So there's three judges. I, there's like, oh, okay, yeah. I really don't watch the show. Neither do I. That's why I'm just calling okay. him old ass Italian man. So yeah. there's like pretty lady, pretty man, and then old Italian guy. Uh -huh. And anytime he talks, he has to stand up, which I think is funny. That's you know what's funny when you brought him up, I pictured him standing up, like yeah. getting up from his seat. So exactly. that's funny that you say that. <laughs> his shirt is always halfway unbuttoned, and he always gives off the vibe that he has done like more cocaine than you can even conceive of. It's, why, it's are you, like, why are you focused on cocaine so much? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm just asking. Uh, but he the, the the Italian man, if you watch clips of him, just watch clips of him. He's he's uh if anything, he's he's at least got some some caffeine issues that he may need to deal with, but he's just hype as fuck. So if you bring that's, that's a good host thing. Just be hype as fuck. Just bring something, some energy to, to your show and going back to Chris Harrison. I don't think Harrison's got the energy. He's just, he's just kind of there. So I just like, there's, I don't think that there's a host of family feud. I don't like, hmm. <laughs> I'm just like thinking, I'm thinking about all the family feud hosts that I know about. Yeah, and Steve I like Harvey as a person, I don't like, but he's no, a fine host. He's he a just, really he, good host. It seems like at this point, Family Feud has gotten to the point where like every single question is just like stuff you put on a sandwich. And then like, number one answer is your dick or something like that. Like, <laughs> they have to make everything sexual. And Harvey is just he's totally over it at this point. Like he just he just looks directly in the camera and you just see this look at his face like, oh, God, what are they doing to me? But uh, his which, reactions are really, they are oh, really great. good. He's a really, really good good. host. He's like the world's best host. Yeah. Um, 
I, well, no, just kidding. I know who the world's best host is. And it's is it me. you? It's me. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's, uh, God, I'm forgetting. Richard Dawson. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. That's fucking. <laughs> hop damn. on board the sexual harassment train. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, you could never do that. You could never do that no. now. But just holy shit. You're on the feud and Dawson's walking up to you and you're just like, oh man, I can't wait for Richard Dawson to kiss my wife. That is, that is something. Dude, and that, the weird to. thing is that's like how people felt. Oh yeah, totally. They were totally. just like, oh my God, he's going to kiss me. Like, yeah. I am so honored. What a weird, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, I love him on match game. I loved him on family feud. I understand how fucked up. <laughs> that thought was but i still think he's a fantastic host like he was yeah. just such a good host anyway if, if he was alive and 120 years old right now i would let him kiss me oh same <laughs> very much same see that's the thing it i mean for most people it was consensual wait real quick i need to just um this is a aside that i just need to share because i didn't i'm like the world's biggest steve martin fan and I didn't know this about Steve Martin. I used to have like Steve Martin all over my wall when I was 10 years old because I was a weird kid. <laughs> and um, <laughs> have, Go like, this on. Man, I had this like man collage and it was like the strokes and Steve Martin. <laughs> um, but I I didn't know this until like a couple months ago that he went on the dating game like three times oh. and won every time. And because he was like a writer and this was like around the time that he was working for the Smothers Brothers, also amazing, huge fan, this mm -hmm. far ahead of their time, uh, love the shit that they used to get in trouble with. But he would he would write for the Smothers Brothers. He was like working, you know, in Hollywood doing this stuff. And so he like knew somebody who knew somebody who could get him on the dating game. And mm -hmm. so. He was the mystery date three times. He won each time. He traveled to a foreign country twice with it. And then like one of the women was actually like his girlfriend. <laughs> oh. So they like they like conned the game to get a free trip. So it was pretty amazing. And I just the other guys who were on the show with him, they they were just they looked like such fucking losers compared to him, you know? Mm -hmm. And he would and he would answer with these really outlandish answers, you know. They, like I wish I remembered some I gotta watch it again but it was just like you know I don't know like what what would you do like what how, how would you want to have a good time with me and he'd be like well what you know what I'd like to do is just like go into a closet with you and just hang out in there and it's just very dark and comfortable and I just think that would be very it's just like the weirdest <laughs> but he's so non-threatening you know that it all sounded very funny and great and um I'm not doing the the segments justice but you can look up like Steve Martin dating game and you can find, and it's like you watch these and you're like, if he doesn't win these, I mean, there is no justice in the world. And it's so great. Cause these other corny dudes just like, <laughs> don't stand a fucking chance. Like they're like, well, you know, I like to ski and I think we'd have a really swell time going down those slopes, you know? Yeah. And he's just saying like crazy shit. Like, well, one time, you know, like, I don't know. Like when I was in an elevator, then an elephant came in and like, he just like start, would just be making up shit. Like that just had no bearing in reality. That's awesome. And I they'd saw be like, episode, yeah, I want that one. <laughs> I saw an episode a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I don't know what some like over the air channel plays like old game shows. And it was the dating game, but it, it was, uh, oh shit. What was it? Burt Reynolds 
like super young Burt Reynolds before he was a huge movie wow. star. And it was really funny because he just like really didn't give a fuck about being there. He was just like, whatever. And he lost. And the guy he lost to was a total schmuck. So I, I, I just <sighs> wonder, like, that girl had to think because this was probably, I don't know, like early 1970s or late 60s, whenever it was, before he got super, super famous. And then like a few years later, that girl had to be like, shit, I could have gone on a date with Burt with Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. Missed opportunity. And the, yeah, one of the dating game segments, um, this was another thing. He went out with the daughter of Dean Martin. She was the one on the Ooh. show who was interviewed. So that's like very cool too. Fancy. And then they, they ended up traveling and I can't remember where it was. Cause I think he went to Mexico with one date and then like Italy with another. Mm. It was just like really wild. Like, and yeah, he already, he already was working and writing and, and probably had done a stand up segment or two. Um, and he got on the dating game and like, yeah, he was just up against the biggest creeps. So it was, it was extra easy. Cause these guys, I was like, no, no one's ever going to pick them, you know? Mm -hmm. And he just, he just like knocked it out of the water. Anyway, I would, uh, I would recommend <laughs> watching those segments. Now let's talk about the actual show and not hosts that we like. Um, but yeah, so Tasha, like Jojo came and was talking to Tasha, and she's just like, well, here's the deal. I don't want to get divorced again. So yeah. like, sure. I'm not going to just jump into marrying somebody or getting engaged to somebody if I'm not feeling it. Um, mm. But she was saying like, it was kind of interesting to hear them talk about their thought process through this because she's like, I'm kind of thinking too far out and thinking too much into it. And Jojo's like, you can't do that. And But here's the thing, Jojo. We all knew that you were interested in Jordan from day fucking one. <laughs> okay? You yep. can't fool me. I don't forget. Okay? You were really into him. And to to be like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. And, like, it's a really hard decision. When it was just, like, the JoJo and Jordan show for most of the season. Mm -hmm. Like, I know some people have reality TV amnesia, but I don't. <laughs> so that was, like... I was like, yeah, in theory, this is helpful advice, but not really because you knew who you were going to pick. And I still do not know who Tasha's the most into. I cannot tell. Yeah, it's well, and it seems to I don't know if it's the edit or if it's her like legit waffling between guys. But yeah, it, it's hard to pick a front runner at this point. There's like no front runner. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really strange. And, uh, oh, yeah, I got a sub delivered somewhere in this while I was taking <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sandwich so I wrote, time. I wrote sub got delivered. Um, But, yeah, so there's no date card, but there's going to be, like, so they had two one-on-one -on -one dates and one group date. Mm -hmm. Zach got the first one-on-one, -on -one, and they did this, like, wedding photo shoot. Here's the thing. Zach, I think, should be the front runner. Holy shit, what a story. Yeah, he's uh, I guess I guess the issue with Zach is there's a lot to take in here because, dude, like I, I appreciate his honesty, which is good on a show like this, because if you're not honest, it's going to come out anyways. But the man is like just a series of red flags. It's just and when he's telling this story, you're like, 
oh wow, he you know he was an alcoholic or he is he is an alcoholic and and he you know had this uh, serious like spiraled outward and he hit rock bottom and this that and then it's just like oh and then he was into like check forgery for a little bit oh and he was divorced like it was just like things just like piling up it was it was a lot for Tasha to take on all at once so kudos to him for being open and honest but this is the bachelorette slash the bachelor and if you're weighing a bunch of nominally like decent dudes against each other i, I don't know if like that baggage is gonna fly long term it, it doesn't seem great for zach <laughs> I actually feel exactly the opposite. Okay. Okay. I really like Zach and I think I I would everything that he shared would make me more interested because of how open he is mm-hmm. about his struggles with addiction and everything and I think, you know, it it takes a lot to it it takes a lot <laughs> to open a a group home. Yeah. Um, like for addiction recovery. Oh, I can't even that imagine. Yeah. Is like really it's hard to like secure funding and it's really emotionally draining. And you've got to deal with the fact that you you could lose people and um that he opened this facility, you know, as like a co-founder, right? I think. Um and he's got this whole staff that he manages and he's got all this responsibility and he went from such a dark place to really getting his life together to the point that he wants to give back to other people, I think is really admirable and really cool. And the fact that he's so open about it and communicating about it to me reads like I would be less worried in terms of if you're communicating about it. Um, yeah. Like there's, there's not, a lot to hide. And this comes from now that this is kind of a weird connection that I'm making in my brain, but, um, I don't know if anybody, I, I, I really haven't listened to this podcast much at all, but I did listen to one episode that someone recommended of armchair expert, <coughs> uh, Dak Shepard's podcast. Mm-hmm. And he has been struggling with addiction for a long time. And I didn't know that. Um, and I guess he addresses it a lot on his podcast, but like I said, I didn't really listen. I haven't really listened to it, but now I want to listen to more episodes because I thought it was a particularly uh, good episode. But just recently, he he was like sober for like 16 years mm-hmm. and he just relapsed like not <coughs> long ago. And really? um, yeah, and he recorded an episode of the podcast where he's like, well, basically right now I'm seven days sober. Wow. And um yeah, he's been struggling with like pills, pill addiction and stuff, I think stemming from a surgery. So like very similar to Zach. And I also like, I have a lot of, um, I've had two overdoses in my family. Oh, wow. And um, one of my relatives is in jail oh. for causing the death of somebody else um, with um, heroin laced with fentanyl, selling it to somebody Jesus. who was pregnant. Ended up dying. Um, so so they're in prison. And um, so it's very, it's a very like near and dear topic um to my heart. And it's something that my family has struggled with. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just there's always that there's like these really big like gaping holes and like missing pieces in our family because of addiction. Yeah. Um, 
No, and, and I agree with you 100%. Like, I, I think it's extremely admirable of him and like how he's used that to do something amazing, like opening a group home and, and everything. Like, I think he's a, he's a great dude. But that being said, if you look at what The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are and the structure of the show, I don't think it's it's necessarily going to do him any favors in the context of the show. But we'll see. We'll see. I think, yeah, I think it's really admirable. To me, I would be like, because when, in my experience, like when people keep it, keep that stuff hush hush, mm-hmm. um, that's when more problems happen. Yep. And if you're open and discussing things and talking about maybe like if something is like triggering to you or something, I think that that can keep you healthy. So, um, I'm, yeah, I'm totally rooting for him. I was like very surprised i kind of just thought he was like some generic white dude um and then when he was like sharing his story like like you know i was just this is what i wrote down he had a brain tumor then he had surgery (laughs) and then he like started partying and doing a bunch of drugs he got married his wife left him (laughs) his wife left him he had a dui and then he's just trying to score money however he could to score drugs and i was like oh my god that's just so rough that is so rough mm-hmm. and like to come out the other side of that is really admirable and i feel like Tasha is also the kind of person who likes seeing that level of depth in in a person and sure i so i think she probably appreciated it too so we'll see where it goes but to me i was like very surprised by the whole story i thought it was like but like him and um ivan i feel like have shared the most about their lives and have Mm-hmm. some pretty heavy stuff to share. Um, so that was interesting. But yeah, the date went well. Um, and, and I think it's cool that he runs his own business, whatever it is. I think that's that shows a lot of ambition too. So yeah, so that's really cool too. So anyway, let's talk about the group date. <laughs> um, all right. So the group date <laughs> was like this painting class um, where, you know, we got to watch some some folks that uh were walking past the resort and they were like hey do you have did you take a covid test recently and they were like yeah and they're like oh why don't you come in here and model (laughs) Uh, come on in (laughs) and so they're like okay we'll model and so they did they did like a painting thing and everybody's bad at art but let's put it this way no one is good at any of this shit at all God, and, no, and it was so painful too because it was all like, I, I get, I, I'm terrible at art, terrible, terrible, terrible. I can't paint, I can't draw, I can't do shit. But it, it was just like they spent ninety percent of their time coming up with a ridiculous bullshit reason why their art was terrible. I think that's what it seemed like. <laughs> yeah, but it was amusing. <laughs> it was just Especially really bad drawing the naked people, uh, which. And this needs to be said because it's very important. I knew you were going to say it when they're when they're wa- when they're drawing the two naked people. The naked dude looks like Bob from Twin Peaks, and it's horrifying. <laughs> it is very scary. <laughs> it was Not all a, man a very scary situation. And and um, okay, so here's the thing that's that sucks. First of all, I miss Kenny. Second of all, um. Ed and Bennett, it's just getting like tired. The whole thing, or not Ed and Bennett, um, Noah and Bennett. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, 
<laughs> I had a note about Ed, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, which is why I just said Ed. But yeah, Bennett and Noah, that whole thing's just getting so old and tired. And it's like, like, okay, Bennett, you have a lot of money, but you're just as mediocre as Noah. So like, don't fool yourself. Okay. Yeah. Like you're just as boring. Um, and, and I'll tell you another thing in a minute that really pissed me off about him. Cause I just cannot with his white ass. But anyway, my favorite <laughs> is, thing is this, wait a second. Is this me finally getting my retribution for being like, okay, he's witty and he's funny, but I still, I still hate him. I still hate him. Yeah, well, and now, hold on. now here's my payoff. <laughs> we'll we'll get there in a minute. Let's talk about the clay first. So so then they do clay and they're blindfolded. Uh, first of all, Bennett kissed Tasha without her consent. Okay. Um, secondly, my favorite thing was when Ed took off his blindfold. He looked at his work and went, "Not bad." <laughs> and I just wrote, "I love that dummy." And then Blake made me love him even more because he just made a dick. <laughs> That was good. That's that Blake, would have been mine. Blake actually sure. did. I think Blake did the best job because he also didn't he paint like, oh, no, this was the last part. But no, Blake, I think, did the best job out of anybody on this whole challenge. Um, but he was just like, yeah, so I made a dick. And everyone's like, that's that's Blake. You know, it's just like he's just always talking about sex. And I was like, I love Blake. <laughs> just love him. Yeah, super um, cool. He's just like a very likable guy, I think. I he hasn't done anything bad. He hasn't started any shit. He's just like he's also like a big dummy, but like I think more lovable than Ed. But anyway. So then um yeah, Bennett just used this clay opportunity to throw his weight around and he's just like, "Well, this is the house we have over here, and this is the house we have over here, and I didn't have time to make this house." And I was like, "Shut up." And then um, then they do the self-portraits. Noah's looked like a fucking high school art project and not in a good way. Um, I hated it. No, it's really just bad. like, here's my symbolism. And I was like, I don't even want to deal like with a your yin-yang. crap right now. <laughs> yeah. The picture frame was actually very clever because that's like the way to get out of it. You know, it's like, I just made a oh, picture sure. frame. And then I like, look, I turn, it to the, I turn it to the side and there's room for both of us. And I was like, very cool. Um Bennett, Bennett's really bad at needlepoint, and this comes from someone who's been doing needlepoint for 24 years. So get fucked. You're bad at it. Um, well, and I, I can also say that he's bad at, at needlepoint, and that's from someone who hasn't done needlepoint for more than 24 seconds. So yeah, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's just terrible at it. Um, Ivan's was very cute. The puzzle piece thing was cute. I thought Ivan did a good job. Um, mm-hmm. Blake was like... Blake can't say the word monogamous. <laughs> <laughs> and what did he do? Like turtle doves, right? He was just like, yeah. this was very sweet. And actually he kind of like showed um, his heart a little. And it was very, I-, I thought it was very endearing where he was like, I came from a failed household. I like the idea of turtle doves because they mate for life. And like, that is his, um, that is so him because he is like, he is like this outdoorsy wildlife, you know, guy, uh, he's talking about a bird he really likes and he ties mm-hmm. it into how he feels about relationships. It just felt very genuine and yeah. like, like it really, like it wasn't this act that he was putting on. It was super sweet. Um, and then, um, but then somewhere around here, was it the needle point? Basically. So Bennett goes from being like, look at all the houses I, we can own. Um, <laughs> To like when Noah takes him to task for it, like fuck him for being this privileged dick. 
because he is and he's just like well i came from some like a very hard background and i too have struggled as a white and i was just like i can't deal with you right now i can't yeah i can't yeah because then it's like well then don't lead with your like rich foot all the time and also you are still privileged no matter what so (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm just like yeah like you still have white privilege you're still like a white cisgendered hetero male who went to harvard yeah well and so that's, like, that's the thing with bennett is like he like how he can hard be intermittently was your charming. life really yeah N- not not hard at all not even remotely and like yeah I he can be like intermittently charming but yeah oh go ahead sorry no i was just gonna say like if i mean i don't know not to like <laughs> pick on him too much but like if you got into harvard as like a white dude then you have I just can't imagine how hard you struggle. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying to you? Yeah. You struggled zero, zero struggle at all. And I wouldn't be surprised too with a college like that if he had other family members that had attended there and he was like a legacy person. There's that's a lot of that goes on too at Ivy League schools. So something to think about, something to sink your teeth into. But just, yeah, with, with yeah. rich guys like Bennett, it doesn't matter how much you laugh at because yeah, like like dudes like him are funny. Sometimes you laugh at them. Sometimes you can laugh with them and they're just like goofy ass bouginess, but eventually they're going to show their ass and be shitty rich guys. And there you go. All has yeah, been revealed. I just bring back Kenny, bring back Kenny. Um, Boy band manager. Post- we need you. I, I did post on his Facebook this week and said, we love you. Um, <laughs> Kenny, this is not a thirst post. We love you. I just, I just showed my ass. I was like, whatever, who cares? I think he's great and I'm going to tell him he's great because he deserves it. Like seriously, there's, I mean, there's just some people who are just so annoying on the mm-hmm. show this oh, year. For sure. And it's like, for it sure. makes you miss the good people who, who, who leave. Like, yeah, he was definitely one of the good ones that you're just like, why, why did you, you know, mm-hmm. why did he have to leave? Um, God. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, I'm like, <laughs> I'm on Bennett's Instagram right now. <laughs> and he posted in front of a market in Delhi called Bennett's Market in Delhi, I guess. And someone p- just posted, where did you go to school, Bennett? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, oh, my God. I high key hate you is one of the comments. I want to I want to like. I want to go on a show where I constantly talk about where I went to school, but it's not impressive and people are just really confused about it the entire time. So yeah. Yeah. Like, like our real know. life. I got my uh, undergraduate degree at Western Michigan University, home of the Broncos. Uh, and then I I got my master's, yes, a liberal arts degree at uh, the prestigious University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's how we roll, right? That's that's how I talk when I speak to people too. Yeah, I, I love I love telling people where I went to school. They're always really impressed. Same, same. I really like to throw my weight around, and and then they're like, yeah. "Oh, oh, the University of Wisconsin," and I'm like, <coughs> "Milwaukee." Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. It's like the same thing. Um, yeah. Oh my god, dude. I'm like, I'm just like looking through his his um posts to see like if he had written anything about like his troubling upbringings. Cause I'm mm. like, I hate, I hate to be like, it doesn't exist. 
Um, even though I feel like it doesn't exist, uh, you know, no. just to be a douche. But it's like I there's so many places that he has cracked into from his pictures that would be otherwise impenetrable unless he had been born into it in some degree, I believe. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, there's a picture of his mom in front of a fireplace and it's clearly like at her house. So like they've got enough money to have a fireplace. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I cannot imagine what kind of hardship he, he could have faced. It's like, well, you know, on Bennett's 16th birthday, he was given a BMW that was, uh, it was three years old at the time he received it. A used car. Can you believe that? A man like Bennett getting a used vehicle? Oh, it's depressing. <laughs> not, not, yeah, a, it, a, oh, we just, you know, and his, his upbringing. Did you know that uh, his house was only 5,000 square feet? A mere five thousand square feet, on on a simple two acres of land, just just disgusting. The the squalor that he was raised in. He went to public school for a year. God, <laughs> oh yeah, fuck better. Come on, come on. Not not that uh, what's his face Noah is is really anything to write home about. And this is this is the big problem with Bennett. Bennett Noah could have been shitty. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Bennett could have been a regular shitty rich guy who was intermittently charming and bougie and just amusing and kind of just blended in just, you know, and he would have been a front runner. Easy, easy, easy. But he just, he cannot stop going after Noah. And it's an ego thing at this point. Yeah. Noah sucks. We get it. Everybody knows it. Like there's, there's no one that's going to go to bat for the fucking guy. But if you keep going down this path, we have learned this time and time again in Bachelor and Bachelorette. And don't you even get started with the fucking emotional intelligence stuff. We know how that goes. Ask oh Corinne my God. how that turned yeah, out. Because the answer is Corinne was victorious. And Corinne and Noah are they're on the same level here mentally. So I mean you're not going down a winning. That's path like an at insult all. to Corinne, but anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Corinne is far more I, entertaining than Noah could ever be. Noah is just boring. Like Noah's boring. His only personality trait was his mustache and he shaved it off. So now he's just like boring and sucky. And like, I do not care about him. But like the fact that the only thing that Bennett can say about Noah to insult him is that he's young is stupid because there's plenty to insult about Noah. So like dig a little deeper, you know, like Mm -hmm. just like, I just feel like, Noah is like one of those people who just seems weak in every way, shape, and form. The fact that he is willing to just shave his mustache because a girl tells him to. I mean, he should, but that just shows that he's (laughs) spineless. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Stick to your guns, buddy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Defend yourself. Like, what is your deal? Um, and, And at the end of the day, it's like, come on. You're all on a fucking reality show for dating where you are going to marry someone after six weeks. Like let's, let's not go over, let's not go after each other's emotional intelligence at this point, because it's like, you're either a a goofball who decided this was the best way to find love, which fine. I'm on board with it, obviously. Or, you know, you, you arrive and you're like, I have made a, a grave error in deciding to do this. And these guys are both fully committed. So don't go after him like he's a, a giant baby f- for different reasons than yourself. Because you guys both have some fucking issues here. Bennett, I know you're listening. Yeah, Bennett, I know that this is your hate listen. 
but that's what he does. That's what he does. And we, I, I just, mean, remember, yeah, we were we were Bennett defending a few a few weeks ago. Oh, how the tides have turned. Listen, things change. Things things change. Change. Um, but I just I can't I can't believe. My, my point is, if you're going to spend all your time talking about how rich you are, and then you're trying to tell me that your life wasn't easy, that just yeah. confuses. Let's me. own it. I can on, only a, keep one a, fact in my brain, Bennett. I'm, I'm, I have a lady brain. Okay, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> I just, I just can't, I can't deal with it. He, the only reason he applied was because of the pandemic, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. because he was going stir crazy in his apartment, <laughs> and he wanted to get out. Um, apparently, oh, he was engaged before. Ooh. Interesting. interesting. See, I'd like to know that more about that story. He was. That's he the- was. Um, Previously engaged to someone named Liz Brim. And um, they got engaged in 2019. Oh. February 2nd, 2019. And then they don't know exactly when it ended because in August 2019, they still had a post together. So that's pretty recent to be engaged and then go on the show. Yeah, wow. that's uh, wow. interesting. 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 So, Again, all right. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Not I. I'm trying to find stuff about his family just to just to be like, okay, maybe I should give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but so far, I'm not seeing anything. Well, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's he, it's hard. Oh my to god, say. he has an estimated net worth of between three million and five million. Jesus. Fuck him. Well, I mean, uh, anyway. given his line of work, yeah. Anyways, yeah, the, the, anyway, the, the cringe so going Bennett, on between Bennett and Noah anymore. is just so. Yeah, I'm just so over it, and so is Tasha. thank God. Um, but real quick, let's talk about Ben getting all the way naked. Oh, Sergeant Sad Boy bears it all. <laughs> he paired his soul and then his dong. Oh, yeah, it was I, just I cannot, like. I cannot stand his ass. And this was, this is a, it seems crazy that he just got completely naked and no one asked him to. However, in his tiny little like dinosaur brain, this is how he works. Okay, he he got his marching order orders. Sergeant Sadboy got his marching orders that he needs to be, you know, just more out there. And he thinks he needs to take it to the fucking extreme every single chance that he gets. Okay, so it it, it has escalated from him like, oh, I'm gonna grab Tasha as soon as I get a chance, and blah blah blah, and I'm gonna go see her, and blah blah. Fine, great, whatever. And now he's like, "No, I, I, I really got to show Tasha. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get naked for her." No, stop, Ben. Think about what you're doing. The Sergeant Sad Boy behavior it needs to stop. There's no reason to do any of this. You look like a clown. And the best part is, is these things are happening because this woman told you to do these things, and you just have a, a competitive, like acorn mush ball where your brain should be, and this is what you think you need to do. Stop it. Bad. No. Bad. I just, I just really don't get him. Um, but here's the deal. I liked his story too. Um, cause he's Stop like, Stop defending these men. <laughs> like, I mean, it's sweet. He had an eating disorder and like, he's come out the other side and like, I like, I like a guy who's overcome adversity. Okay. I think it's nice. Yeah. Um, and I really did love that. 
And I thought that that was a very genuine story. And I also have a soft spot in my heart for that kind of story. Um, so you have a I soft really spot for guys that get fully nude <laughs> in public. No, volume. I have a soft spot for guys who who have gone through <laughs> eating disorders because that's that shit's not easy. That's a really hard mental um, hill to climb, and that's that fair. he's come out the other side and like and is like a healthy weight and you know is like really focused on maintaining balance and and focusing on like strength and stuff. I think is really important. I just. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he still has that, I think, mentality of not feeling like he can be lovable. So he like overdoes mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And that's totally where that comes from is all those feelings of inadequacy of being picked on as a kid and and overdoing it by working out excessively and not eating and whatever. And so like I see that. I see what – my point is I see why he's doing what he's doing and I feel for him. I don't think reality TV is the place for him. No, no. I think it's, he should not, not be on reality TV. Yeah. He's, um, no, he's, this no. is, this is not a man who, who belongs here. He does not have no. the, the mindset or no. And I am glad that he got over the eating disorder. That is, that is admirable, but uh, literally nothing else he has done has been admirable. So, just I just then, yeah, he just doesn't you. really know how to act. Like, and I'm sure he's also being influenced by producers. Fully. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just he seems he like, like, like the kind natural... of person that's just like, yeah, whatever you say. Yeah, he's he's very like he's a people pleaser, and he just has this like I was homeschooled kind of energy about him. And those two things don't they don't go well in reality TV land. So Ben, pack it up, man. We're done here. Yeah, yeah. it's just I I don't think he's gonna make it all the way, but I I would be shocked if he did. Um. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, this is the thing that's really strange. And I noticed it with Ben, but I feel like some other men on the show have said this. So I had to point it out, but he was like, I don't know why I'm getting weirdly emotional. And I was like, you, you're not getting weirdly emotional. Like you should be emotional about this. Like you're talking about having emotions, (laughs) hard thing in your life. And I feel like Zach said something to that degree too. Like I didn't think I was going to cry. And it's like, you're talking about every fucked up thing that happened in your life, Zach, of course you're going to cry. And, but it was just funny because he's like, I don't know why I'm getting so weirdly emotional. I'm like, I think you're being appropriately emotional about a really hard time in your life. And I mean, he struggled with like an eating disorder for like a a long time, like a lot of years. Like that is, that is hard. That is really mm-hmm. hard. So I just thought it was funny. I was like, you're just getting normally emotional. You're not getting weirdly emotional. You're just you're just having emotions about things you should have emotions about. Um, but anyway, I just had to point that out. So uh he gets the roast because, you know, he whipped out his literal and metaphorical dick. And <laughs> and then Tasha, like before they even before they even really make it clear, she was just like, yeah, I'm going to get to the bottom of what's going on with the two of you to Bennett and Noah. And I was like, surprise two on one. I told you last week, I predicted a two on one last week and I was right. Okay. I was right. I knew they were going to have a two on one. Um, but before we get to the two on one, we have a date with easy and oh, they get to do a haunted house date. And I was really looking forward to this. I actually, like easy even more after seeing him on the state. Like I oh, thought he was great. really, yeah, he was like really fun. He was a really good sport. He's like such a sweet guy. He's got mm-hmm. a great job. He like also knows how to turn it off. 
So like he's very high energy and very fun. But yeah. I also felt like he knew when to switch that off and just be like a normal dude and just have like a yeah. normal conversation. And I was like, wow, like he's like, I, I like his emotional range. He seems like very stable and like good head on his shoulders and like knows what he wants. And that's very attractive. And he's also an attractive guy. And he hasn't, even though he's got a really big personality, he hasn't been taking up too much space. Like he is respectful to the other guys, you know, and he seems to be someone who's very well liked in the house. Like when he was gone, all the guy, well, and that's when I was like, oh, foreshadowing, but all the guys were talking so highly of him. Like he, he can't, even when he like talked shit about that Spencer guy, like yep. nobody like. <laughs> well, that, that's well, how I knew also, he was going home. <laughs> but it was everybody... him and, right. It was him and Riley, right? And who else was yeah. like talking shit about Spencer? But it's like, even then, like no one was saying anything bad because yeah. it was like, he just kind of jumped in and was like, yeah, I agree. I agree with Riley that you are lunch meat. Um, But, <laughs> but he like, he's super nice and normal and sweet. And everyone's like, well, he's great. I mean, he's a shooter. He's definitely getting gross. And I was like, no, I know what that means. I've watched the exactly. show like, long enough. As and soon as your fellow contestants start like either like loving on you, singing your praises, or it's basically they're eulogizing you at this point. Like, yeah, you're done. I was like, no, and like it sucks because it was a really fun date too. It was super fun to watch them like scare the crap out of each other and run around, and like that to me would be a really fun date. Like I would love to go on a date like that. So, and like with a guy like that, it would be extra fun. Like he's the perfect person to take to a haunted house. Like absolutely. So, um. Oh, I was so sad. And so then they're, they're at dinner and it's like, but you think everything's going well. Like, and they were, they were like, oh yeah, I think he's got, they were like, he's got the most chemistry with Tasha in the house, which I didn't necessarily see, but I was like, oh, well, maybe there was something that we didn't get, you know, like a segment mm -hmm. that we didn't get because they were so confident about that. So I was like, oh, clearly there's stuff that we didn't see that they saw and they felt this way. And then, and by the way, Tasha's dress was gorgeous. This was when she was wearing that lime green dress, right? It was like so mm -hmm. pretty. Anyway, um, so she looked gorgeous. They were super cute, like on their, you know, after date dinner. And then she's just like, and it was weird too, because at first it sounded like, and I think he, he got the news delivered the same way we did. I think his, his reception of everything was the same as ours, at least mine, where she was like, I can't give you the rose tonight. And I was like, oh, so she's keeping him around for like another day or two to think about it. Yeah. That's how I read it. Yeah. And then That's she was I like, I, you know, cause he was like, well, I think I'm falling in love with you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I just don't think I can get there or I'm not sure if I can get there. And I'm like, okay, so you're saying there's still a chance. And then she's like, can I walk you out? And I'm like, what? No, you can't walk it. What? You're not going to. What, you're going to take one of the best guys on the show and you're going to walk him out the door? What are you doing? What are you even doing? Don't pull a Becca. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Don't tell him to leave. And you're going to keep the naked guy around? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <sighs> so I was like very sad about that. And he looked shocked, as was I. 
And he was just like, okay. But he took it in stride, which was cool. Like, he was very cool about it, very sweet about it. But, oh, my God, I was so sad. I couldn't believe it. Anyway. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. It was, yeah. He's, it's fine. He's going to be on Paradise. Everyone's I was going to say, I don't, there's no way that this is the last time we've seen Easy. He is, like, such a fan favorite. And I also, and I, oh God, I hate to say this and jinx it, but I don't see how he could ever get a villain edit either. No, it's impossible. I just can't even, I can't imagine a situation like he just isn't the kind of person I don't think who could ever get a villain edit because you just can't. He's like so cheery and he's so good natured and he's just such a sweet guy. It's like you would have to work really hard (laughs) to make him look bad. So it's not like he's going to come back to paradise and like be an asshole is my point. Like Mm -hmm. he's just he's going to be well liked. Although I thought that about Eric, but Eric has a little bit more chaotic energy than easy does. So, you know, (laughs) there's that. Um, But yeah, so I was super I was super sad about this, but. I, yeah, I really hope we see him again. He's just such a cool dude. Um, I mean, at the very least, I'm sure he's going to be very popular on the dating apps after this. And I don't think he'll have trouble finding somebody. <laughs> um, if he wanted to find someone outside of Bachelor Nation, I'm sure it would be easy. I'm sure it would be <laughs> easy. Um, just uh... heard myself say that. And then I was like, I didn't do that on purpose. Um, so JoJo comes in where the guys are all hanging out. And she's like, Y'all are not going to the cocktail party. Here's the deal. Wow. But these two men are going to come over. And uh, then they start the two-on-one. And and basically, and they're doing it over like margaritas and, and chips and salsa mm-hmm. <laughs> for some That's reason. Yeah. And she's just like, we're going to sort this out now. Okay. And it's like two challengers enter. One will leave. And who do you, I kind of hope she makes them both go home. Yeah. Fuck them both at this point. Like Bennett could have easily just played it cool and coasted past all this bullshit. And he has said time and again, he's just like, Noah, she's not going to pick you. She won't choose you, Noah. And it's like, yeah, she probably won't. So why the fuck do you care? Just stop. Just don't bother. You know? Yeah. So, but he has to, he's just, he's driven by his ego to just fucking hunt down and kill Noah. And all he's doing is making himself look like an ass. Like you don't think when, because he, he gives her the, or he gives Noah the gift. It's like, here's a book on emotional intelligence because you have none. And here's a bandana to wipe your ass because we're both cowboys or whatever he fucking says all this stuff. And then basically the, the episode ends with Tasha saying like, Oh, what's what's the present? And Bennett's just like, uh, something I gave to Noah. Like, you don't think she's gonna think he's a colossal dickhead, right? After she finds out what that is, it's because it, Noah sucks. It's so easy for Noah to just go home, but because Bennett is obsessed, he's just like letting Noah skate by. It's it's sad. It's honestly, it's sad. Yeah, I think the thing that's the thing that's so fucked up is like Noah would have undone himself. Oh, easily. By just yeah, being yeah. a nothing person. Mm-hmm. Like he's, yeah, he's the definition of a nothing burger. He's 24 years old. Like, what does he have to offer? Seriously, not to he sound too much like no personality. Here. 
Yeah. He has no personality. He hasn't brought anything to to the table. He's not interesting at all. Now that his mustache is gone, he basically disappears. He's like translucent. Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck about about him? I don't. I don't care. And I don't think Tasha cares either, which is why she was like, ha, you're my pawn and I'm just going to make you do what I want you to. Because Tasha does have that like little bit of evil in her that makes her fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she'll be like, oh, we're going to sneak off and like fuck the other women. We're going to like, you know, I'm going to go steal you. And like she does those like little mischievous things that like makes her interesting and like fun to yeah. watch. And she was just like, I'm bored. So um, you're going to shave your mustache. <laughs> And I like love her for that. Like that's what makes her so good. But anyway, during this this part, I was like so over it. I'm like, just make them both go home already. Oh, I gotta wait till next week. Great. Um, so I was just like playing The Sims Four at this part because like, uh, <laughs> did you guys know they had so, they had the best Black Friday sale? Oh my god, <clears throat> it was like fifty percent off everything. So All yeah, I bought two you expansion packs. Yeah. Two expansion packs, three stuff packs, and a game pack. Okay, and I'm blessed. Hashtag blessed. And I tried to make one of my Sims uh, rich off of just knitting. Guess what? It doesn't work. <laughs> I was like, Imagine I'm gonna get life zero, lessons. zero simoleons, no house, and I'm just gonna see if she can just build an empire <laughs> just by knitting. Um. And she lived basically inside a roof and her stove was getting destroyed every time it rained. And uh, it wasn't a good time. It wasn't a good time, guys. So don't do that to yourselves. So that's my advice that I'm going to leave you with today. And take care of yourselves. Be healthy. Be good to each other. Oh, and uh, don't do needle drugs. Come on. Yeah, don't do Don't do it. (laughs) That's a great ending. I went to Harvard. I went to Harvard. Harvard, Harvard, Harvard. Look